Okay, in case you think that home title fraud is the kind of thing that only happens to other people, it's understandable. It sounds like a crazy thing. But have a listen to this ex- uh, this convicted thief explaining what happens after he forged homes t- home titles and he took over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud, and you could be a victim and not even know it yet. So protect yourself at HomeTitleLock.com. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, use the promo code RADIO, register your address for your no-obligation home title report. It's $100 value, free. Get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com. It's HomeTitleLock.com. The code is RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. something really very disturbing that is happening uh, to our friends and neighbors up north in Canada. I, I fear it is becoming a death cult, and it's very much like the death cult that started in the northern regions, oh, I don't know, around Germany. Um, you start with children and compassion, and before you know it, you're killing the handicapped or anybody who stands in your way. There was a um, there was a killing of a woman in a hospital in Canada. She it was clear it was on videotape. She's having trouble breathing, so she is in a a wheelchair, waiting for somebody to help her. She is she is there just sitting minding her own business and a nurse walks by and says hey put your mask on and she tries to explain i i can't i can't breathe i'm having a hard time she calls security they suit up and the the uh the hospital security basically do what the cops did to george floyd she's then later seen just being hauled out with no regard hauled out her dead body she dies Nobody wants to prosecute. Nobody wants to prosecute. What the hell is happening in Canada? Nobody is listening to this family. Well, we are. We're listening to her. uh, And we have her sister on the phone to tell the story from Canada and some things that I think we can do to help her. 
All coming up in 60 seconds. If we all find the right place to take our stand, we could weather just about anything together. That's how America works. We stand together. Isn't it about time we start re- re- refusing to do businesses, a business with the businesses and the companies with whom are working against it? I don't care if we disagree on things, but if you're actively working to dismantle our republic, I'm sorry. You, you know, there are certain values and my values generally revolve around the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, and the Bill of Rights. Patriot Mobile is on the same page. They are the first and only Christian conservative mobile cell company. They share your values. They're not working against you. They're working for you. And they actually like their customers. 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes the switching easy. This is something that's really important and makes a difference. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Get off the big guys. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Okay. Uh, we have Denise Warrior um, Warner on uh, the phone with us. Her sister was killed for improper mask wear and i want to make sure that we get the story from the horse's mouth denise first of all our sympathies are with you and your family and thank you for coming on and retelling a story that has got to be painful good morning glenn thank you very much for having me and part of me your your um you've captured the essence of everything what happened quite perfectly it's got me a little emotional actually sorry thank you it um i saw the video last week and i think we that's when we started talking my office and and you but um we were so shocked when we saw this video it's we're showing it now if you happen to be a blaze tv subscriber um but it is i I mean it's horrific where what despicable despicable so she was sitting off to the side kind of all by herself had she just arrived at the hospital? Had she been there for a while? What, what's the story? So she had been um, uh, in the hospital two weeks prior, uh, or rather, sorry, had been released just about a, a, a week prior. She had an underlying lung disease and had contracted COVID. So she was one of those folks who, who got quite unwell. She recovered. She had tested negative and was released. Within a couple of days, some of those lingering symptoms seemed to exacerbate so she returned to hospital on May 10th, was there in the evening, you know, had a productive cough and had some obvious uh, struggling uh, with breath. So she had been in the ER um, and, you know, she'd been in the ER for about 20 or odd, so or odd hours, Jeez. was admitted. Yeah, <laughs> she had, was admitted. So she was brought uh, to the floor at 6 a.m. Now, my understanding is, although she was known to be COVID negative, because she had similar symptoms, she was placed on the COVID floor. So oh, she's, right. you know, on the, flo- yeah, on the floor at 6 a.m. and asks for food. They don't have anything. So she decides, of course, it's a basic need. You're hungry. So she thinks that she's going to find something at the food court. So she makes her way to the food court with her mask on, following whatever policies they had. And she becomes, of course, very unwell as you can see in the video, without breath and sits in a corner 
to try to get her breath, you know, as if um, anyone else would do. If you can't breathe, she removed the mask because it was an obstruction. And that's where, um, you know, things pick up. As you said, that it was identified that she didn't have her mask on. It was below her chin. And uh, within minutes, um, if security shows up on site, they, uh, you know, grip her, crush her into a wall. Um, and then there's a restraint and surprise, an unwell, petite, frail woman goes into respiratory distress, uh, sorry, cardiac arrest. And um, as you see in the video, she is carted down a hallway like garbage. I, I, I have to tell you, the, the disrespect for a, a, a dead body it was, was so shocking uh, to me. I mean, she was practically dragged down the hall. Um, uh, when she was, um, um, under attack, these soldiers, really these security guards come pin her against the wall. You would think she's a criminal. And the Mm -hmm. one that I think is the most abhorrent is the, what I think is a nurse that first goes over and talks to her. She is just yelling at her to put the mask back, back on no compassion in this video at all. For your sister, she's actually, she's actually one of the accused. She's a female security guard. Oh, and you're absolutely correct. She steps in immediately, and she is intimidating, and she is provoking, and she's a bully. And Big time. obviously, her yeah, her ego is front and center. And I think that uh, you know she was just waiting for my sister to flinch, and she was ready to take her down because she could. It's unbelievable. Because she could. Okay, so um, the this this apparently went. I, I don't know how your system works, but it it went up to a district attorney or something. How what happened next? These guys were being held for manslaughter, right? So they were both charged with manslaughter and criminal negligence causing death. And uh, the way that our system works is, you go to a pretrial. And at that point, uh, the um, government and the defense put their cards forward. A judge determines, is there enough evidence here to go to trial? And so that justice, Justice Qualley, determined there was enough evidence for it to be put to a jury trial. Defense counsel filed uh, an appeal, and their suggestion was that there was a lack of evidence. And so this goes before Justice Sean Dunphy. And he listens to a few hours of oral summations and reads some uh, written summations. Uh, did he in one see day. the video? He did, actually. Oh, and geez. he was quite dismissive of it, if, if I'm truthful. He was, his, his actual words were, and I'll quote, is this was assaultive at best. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I and I think that the video speaks for itself. That, that it, it is evident, as, as as you rightly pointed out, this was a killing. So Justice Dunphy decided that um, there was insufficient evidence. He aligned with the defense, and in fact, he made that decision effectively before the end of oral summations. He was asking the defense counsel, well, how, "How do you want me to uh, basically send this to you? How, what term do you want me to use?" And um, and it was tossed. Um, and, and I think that not only the, you know, there's been an incredible national reaction, but it is, it is at a global scale, which I think, oh, um, 
So the yeah. Canadian people are responding properly to this? You know, I'm not sure if we, uh, our, our culture probably isn't as assertive as American culture. And I can say that because I'm married to an American. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, but I will say that there has been, um, there has been an outrage. There has been an outrage. I mean, um, uh, I, I, Personally, of course, I would have, you know, appreciated us cha- appreciated us chanting in the street, so to speak. But yeah, um, there has been a, there has been an outrage. Um, but I have uh, and I have done, you know, everything that I can to try to reach out to the, the folks in, uh, you know, power in elected government. And I've been stonewalled at every pass. Well, let me give you some updates here. We uh, wrote to several people, the premier of Ontario, University Health Network CEO, the attorney general of Ontario and the justice uh, Dumphy. Uh, and we said we were going to be doing this program today. Uh, we uh, quoted what the CBC said, and we said we are looking what actions did the hospital take against the guards who were criminally charged? The guard who was uh, who adjusted the camera to avoid capturing the confrontation. Are they still employed? Uh, or at the hospital or any capacity at the University Health Network? If so, what action was taken against them? Um, and we asked for statements on from all of them uh, in in regard to what they had to do. The hospital network said they won't comment on any matter before the court um, and they won't comment on anybody's employment. Uh, Ken, Andrew Kennedy uh, which one is he, Andrew Kennedy? He is, oh, I don't know. Um, uh, he's a spokesperson, uh, I guess, to the for the Attorney General of Ontario. Our sympathies are with the Warner family regarding the death of their loved one. It's important to note that the courts are independent of the Ontario government and neither government ministries nor elected representatives can interfere with court decision making. Wow, if that's not just a weasel. Um, that's a yeah, kiss off is what it is. It really. Yeah, we want you to vanish. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've re- received um, many responses, but I don't think any of them. Media request, uh, Ford's office. Uh, no, they didn't. We didn't get anything there. Uh, so there's a there's a lot of uh, responses, but they were all pretty much generally weasel. Um, so what how can we help you? Well, I think those responses before we go on are, are pretty, you know, I think that it, they are another level of complicity, complicity here. Um, you know, I I have filed a complaint with the Canadian Judicial Council, which apparently is an independent association responsible for oversight of our justices uh-huh. um you know I, i'll be honest with you at this point i i lack any uh, trust that there will be uh, any movement interestingly i've heard some from some you know other folks that again these are allegations but that justice sean dunphy is, is well known for being one-sided and uh for not looking at totality um and has made some other pretty um con- controversial decisions um you know, I'm I'm not sure what more can be done. I have I have spent three years stamping my feet, accessing systems to um, seek oversight. I've done everything I can, and interestingly, um, some of those folks not uh, at, are still employed. In fact, 
that the, the person who moved the camera, who tampered with evidence, is still employed at University Health Network. I have to tell you, that if you yes. moved the camera, you did it because you knew you were doing something wrong. Why Absolutely. else would you move the camera? Why would you even think about that? You move the well, camera. His, his testimony at pretrial was that he panicked and that he has an anxiety problem. And so I think either way you look at that, actually, when he was pressed further, why did you panic? Why, you know, and he says, well, uh, it was the use of force. No kidding. No kidding. Um, this, this was not their first rodeo, um, in, in my estimation, you know, I think, uh, I think that folks ought to be very concerned and university health network is the largest uh, hospital network in Canada. So they operate a number of very big hospitals in the downtown core, which as you know, Toronto is one of the largest cities in the world, uh, North America, especially. So, you know, everyone's just hands off. They don't want to, they don't want to, um, you know, Rock the boat. You know, pull, pull the layers back and take a look. Um, I, I have to tell you, we are following this, um, uh, this story. We will continue to follow it, Denise. I'm going to post this story along with all of the email addresses. I would ask the audience um, to just send a very nice uh, tweet or uh, uh, write uh, these offices and just say, we think this is a... Uh, a real injustice here. This is this is a, a killing. I don't personally know why there isn't a, a George. Flo- well, yes, I do. There's no money to be made here, and it's not in the um, you know it doesn't fit into the narrative. Uh, in fact, it fits very well into the neighborhood uh, na- uh, narrative of COVID. People are dangerous. We should take them out. Um, but uh, this is a human life, and if this is the treatment you get from a hospital, Canada. You should be uh, afraid to go to the hospital. My grandfather, he was born in 1903, and he said, never take me to the hospital. Hospitals are where people go to die. And because of his experience before antibiotics and everything else, that was true. And I think it's becoming true again, uh, but just for different reasons. So we're going to post all of their email addresses. And I would just ask you a very nice email just saying, this is an injustice, a clear injustice, and we'll include uh, the video so you can see it. If you happen to agree, uh, you, need to, um, you need to rally behind this family. This should be a global movement because life matters. Life matters. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Denise. Let us know how we can help. Thank you so much. I'm you really bet. grateful for your support. Thank you. You bet. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Did you hear how alone she felt? You could tell at the end. Yeah, that was really disturbing. Canada is really in a dark place. Oh, we're in a dark place, but they are, they are leading the world in uh, this new kind of, you know, let's just kill people. Certainly in pace, it feels like. The, oh the, the pace of the movement in Canada is really really shocking shocking australia has some of that as well we've seen over the past couple of years but canada wow all right Uh, american financing everybody seems to think that mortgage rates are still through the roof not entirely the case they are coming down right now they're in the fives 
It's a lot lower than, say, the average credit card interest rate, which is 20 or 21 percent. The credit cards are going to kill us. Imagine how much interest you're going to be paying uh, over time just to catch up on your holiday spending. If if you have any equity in your home, would you please consider calling American Financing? They are saving people just like you about $700 a month, and that is a lot. Inflation is still going up. Meat's going to go up another 15%, they say, just this year alone. American Financing can help you. Uh, you could delay up to two mortgage payments, giving you additional savings. There's many different options. Please call and see if you have any with American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call now. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So, you know, there's another place that is way off the uh, charts, and that's Scotland. Um, Scotland, with COVID-19, they were oppressive, oppressive. And they were collecting everybody's information. They were tracking everybody. Um, it was it was darn close to um, uh, Australia in some ways. Very, very oppressive. Uh, and so what they did was they said, OK, well, you know, we really want you to do digital contact tracing. And this is just going to stop. You know, this is going to slow the spread. And we're never going to use this again. Well, there's another emergency now. And it's climate emergency over in scotland and they're using the same framework and the same language that they had for covid19 uh with restrictions now because of you know the weather okay and so they are dividing the entire scottish uh nation into levels and zones restricting travel and mandating the digital surrender of personal data to the overseeing authorities. It is crazy what is happening. This is a Western country showing you what's coming from the World Economic Forum. I have an amazing, amazing guest on today that is gonna talk about this and, and, and so many other things. He's from Scotland, he's a historian and he is brilliant. And he's kind of changed his opinion about uh, government and everything else. Uh, he's on with me with the podcast. It'll be on the Blaze tonight. The Glenn Beck Program. You remember how good you felt the first time you really started to eat healthy after eating only, you know, garbage for most of your life? Yeah, I don't remember that either. But, you know, somebody who does. Uh, uh, well, here's one that uh, does. Uno. I remember he was a terrible eater. Used to give him dry kibble, which turns out is pretty much garbage, dead, sterilized, sterilized food. Uh, and I practically had to hold him at gunpoint to get him to eat it. In fact, just to piss the left off, I did hold my dog at gunpoint. <laughs> you eat it. Uh, but then we tried rough greens and he hasn't been the same. It is really a remarkable supplement that was that was designed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on the dog's food, chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, 
If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it, they have a special deal. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. They'll give you the first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLENN-33. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn for you to get involved with Blaze TV. Just use the promo code Glenn and save yourself 10 bucks. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much for uh, listening. If you missed last night's Wednesday night special, can somebody check, see if it's still up on YouTube? Um, it was one of the best specials we've done in a very long time. This is, it was, do you remember any of our shows where we were like, well, I mean, with uh, Ukraine, it was like this. With COVID, it was like this. You know, they said this, but oh, gee, here's this little document that shows that's not what they did. Um, it was one of those shows. I mean, it was body blow after body blow on the 1619 Project. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, uh, I started collecting American history and I started collecting it um, and uh, it, it was based on a prompting. I heard for six months in prayer and I'm like, Lord, I don't understand that. All I heard in my head was clay pots. Do you remember when I was going through this? Yes, I do. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And then one day I was on the air and I talked about our sacred American scripture that would be destroyed if we lose to these marxists and uh and then i realized wait a minute sacred american scriptures sacred scriptures were saved the dead sea scrolls in clay pots in the back of a cave because they were coming to destroy anything that wasn't in the approved bible so for a thousand years these things sat in a cave the only reason why we know about certain scriptures is because that tribe saved all of them and hid them okay lost for over a thousand years i think that's what i'm supposed to do um and uh and i've got a couple of other people that are uh working on this project with me but everything that i purchase uh will find its way to a clay pot should it be necessary um and i appreciate everybody who prays for us and uh uh, helps us on this on this personal mission of mine, but we were ju- we just purchased the um, we call it the Eiler collection, named after Mister Eiler, who is still alive. Um, he's been collecting Pilgrim and Jamestown documents uh, and artifacts his entire life. He's a guy who does all the framing for the white house. He's, I mean, he is a, he's an amazing man. Um, and he's collected documents his whole life. And so this, this collection is amazing. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of items. Uh, and it's the largest collection of Pilgrim and Jamestown documents. Uh, I believe in the world, but to be safe, I'm going to say outside of the, um, Outside of the you know National Archives or or um, Smithsonian, it's the largest p- private collection for sure, and it's taken us months 
to catalog and understand everything that's in it. Last night was the first use of this. And we used it because on Hulu, there is a 1619 project uh, uh, series that is on that, you know, your children are supposed to watch. And it is an absolute out and out provable lie. Now, here's Nicole Hannah-Jones and what she had to say. If you had if you could identify the 1619 project, but you could only use one word, what would it be? Listen, one word. To describe, okay, if I say the 1619 project is truth. Hmm. There's no laughable, but. Well, especially in the clown wig. <laughs> oh, that's her hair. Hmm. Oh, I'm I sorry. don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, but anyway, it's, it's evil. It's evil. You want to destroy a nation. You take away its history. Why are we having suicides? Why has the suicide rate gone up through the roof? I contend it's because life is meaningless. Nothing has meaning. Nothing is real. Nothing is expected. There is nothing bigger than you. It's your truth, not universal truth. And that does not provide any meaning. And meanwhile, while meaning is being diminished, all thoughts and truths are being turned upside down. Well, last night on Blaze TV, we said it right. We showed you documents. I had a document on the show last night. I urge you to watch this with your kids. This is the only place they'll be able to really find this stuff with the actual documents. I showed a, a Spanish decree from 1579 forcing Indian slaves to work gold mines. Okay, well that wait, 1579, that's before 1619 and that wasn't that wasn't the British was it? Uh did you know an estimated 20 to 40% of Native American cultures were enslaved prior to European contact? 20 to 40% enslaved before the Europeans even arrived. Hmm. Now, that puts 40% of Native American cultures, that puts them on par with the slave empires of the ancient Greeks, the Romans, and even the Confederate South. But while we're at the Confederate South, do you know the percentage of free blacks that owned slaves themselves? In Georgia, people who bought their own freedom and then enslaved other blacks, and they are black, Georgia, 20% of free blacks. Alabama, 25% of free blacks. Mississippi, 26% of free blacks. Louisiana, 40% of free blacks. South Carolina, 43% of those blacks who, who gained their freedom went on to do slavery themselves. Did you know that? I mean, that turns the 1619 Project in a kind of a different way. By the way, 300,000 plus black slaves were shipped to colonial America. At the same time, 1.25 million white European slaves, white European slaves, were shipped to the slave markets of northern Africa. Did you even know that? We showed you the documentation of it last night. 
They say this is the beginning of slavery, 1619, beginning of slavery, and there was nothing like it anywhere on earth. Really, it was the beginning of it. We also showed you the 1610, nine years prior, the 1610 Spanish uh, authorization, the actual document okaying the slave trade in St. Augustine, Florida, which had already been going on with the the, the, uh, Spanish illegally for a long time. That was 10 years before Jamestown. It was 10 years before our pilgrims even came. It's an absolute and complete lie. I urge you to watch this with your family. Blaze TV, or is it up on YouTube still? YouTube.com slash Glenn. Thank you, Sarah. YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck. Uh, or you can get it on demand at uh, Blaze TV. Also, one other thing. I'm so excited. Uh, I've been excited for this uh, meeting for about a week. I've got my like third meeting with a uh, group called United We Pledge. And they are an organization in St. George. And, you know, St. George um, kind of ties into George Washington just a little bit. And they're a community that really wants to plant their flag and say, we are constitutionalists. We're not Republicans. We believe in the Bill of Rights. And we believe we can unite with the Bill of Rights. All walks of life. And they want to plant their flag right in the heart of the Constitution. And they are building this um, this Freedom Center that will include uh, the uh, Independence Hall, Mount Vernon, George Washington's home, all of these things. And they'll be teaching centers. So Tanya and I have pledged our support because we think this is a really, really great um, uh, mission for them some town has got to plant their flag uh, or they'll all be lost to help them raise money for their project we're taking our american journey uh our museum this will be the first time about 75 million dollars worth of artifacts we're taking it on the road this summer and we'll be up for a week in saint george your kids will never see anything like this You'll never see anything like this outside of the Smithsonian. And you will never see the corrected truth on both the dark side of America and the bright side of America. You will understand that our I just bought something yesterday. I can't believe I won it. Just bought a letter from George Patton, who I've always loved. Right. You have good feelings about George Patton. Right. Yeah. I mean, you never heard anything really bad about him. Right. I mean, he was blood and guts and. Yeah. You know, but nothing really horrible. Good um, reputation. This went up for auction and I've been I've been eyeing it for quite some time. As soon as I found out it was available, it shocked me. It's a letter from Patton to a friend of his towards the end of the war. They're starting to free all the people in the concentration camps. And in this letter, he goes in about the vermin Jew and how they are subhuman. And it, oh it's, it is astonishing, astonishing. Um, and I, I didn't know that about Patton. And I wanted to buy that because I didn't want that just in a Jewish museum 
or to be buried someplace that needs to be seen and known. People are people. This is what this was the point of the show last night. Slavery is not a white European thing. It's a human problem, a human problem. And it is still going on today. Anti-Semitism is a human problem. And I hope that we have gotten better, but I'm not sure if we have. So you will see the bright and the dark, and you'll understand how we can go so wrong. Because we usually come back and fix it. So your thought on, obviously, you don't want it to be buried. Your thought on it not being in a Jewish museum is, so it's not just seen as... So it's not not just just targeting one group. It's everyone should see it. So there is... I don't want to get into this, but there is another document that I would love to own. But it wouldn't mean as much if it was in our museum. And Mm -hmm. I know who bought it. And that goes against their narrative. And they really want it to be seen. So that's actually better. It's better. Right. If it's, you know, if it's not against their narrative, it's the best. But if it is and they'll show it. But if it is shocking or surprising and that's what our museum that that's the main thing I have brought to the museum. I want both sides. I want the truth, the good, the bad and the ugly. And if it goes against our narrative, it goes against our narrative. But it is true. That is not what the 1619 Project is. It is not true. It's, by their own words, imagined and erasure history. They are literally erasing our history. We must fix it firmly in its place, or we have no country to save. So one of the things that I would like to encourage you to do is be your own archivist. Um, So many people, I just met somebody yesterday who said they started keeping a diary. I was on the air one day and I said, please keep a diary of the events because they're not going to be hit. The history books will not be written correctly. It will leave out like most of the stuff that you hear on the show. It won't recognize that. Okay, what's happening on social media with the with the censorship that that has to be documented so they started making a um, a, a journal and they've been making it uh, every day on just the events and how we got to wherever it is we're going um that is so important another thing is please preserve your family history you know when you go and do stuff you took pictures and videos and it's not just of your kids but it is the way american lifestyle was we have to be our own archivists i am proud to uh, partner with legacy box and legacy box is going to be helping us preserve some things uh, with our american journey library and our vault Um, i have done this with my family's pictures i'm still doing it they're going to be digitizing my entire career i've got i can't tell you how many boxes of tape i have that are just about ready to be destroyed They're going to take those entire things and digitize them so they're preserved. Uh, I mean, nobody's going to want them, but uh, at least it'll all be preserved. Photos of your family, the photos of your life, the photos of your your uh, grandmother and your grandfather. All of those things will fade or just just disintegrate. Please put them in a legacy box and get them preserved. 
LegacyBox.com slash Beck. There's a sale going on right now. You get a good deal on the Legacy Box. You just get the box and then you fill it up. It could be a year before you do it, but you've already paid for it, so you get a good deal. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Do it now. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Boy, boy. We've got a lot yet to talk about. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the big news of the day. Hope for our nation. You know, you've been giving us all this bad news when you didn't even reveal the fact that all of the negative in our country is already turned around with the possibility of our next senator from California being Adam Schiff. Oh, my God. He's running, guys. Now we have someone who can put, it's nothing to do with the fact that he's been putting his face in front of the camera constantly for the past couple of years. This was not the plan at all. Make sure you know that. That was not the plan at all. Never was a thought at all that he was going to try to run for Senate this entire time. Even when he was on TV all the time? Never entered his brain. Really? He wanted justice, and that is all. (laughs) Well, he won't get justice in California. Uh, he won't find it there because uh, they'll they'll elect him. Uh, so, you know, if you want to just hammer that nail in the coffin of justice, that would be mm. that would be his election. Yeah, the, the only hope of him losing is that somebody else worse wins the primary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, uh, I'm not I, sure. I, <laughs> All right, back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program.